This podcast is sponsored by the Kerry Golston Ministries International, continuing the vision for end time ministry. Be sure to purchase Kerry Golston's first ever publication, Go Teach My People Faith, co-authored by Pastor Lisa Williams, now available on Amazon.com. We believe that you'll receive wisdom, understanding, favor of God and men, help to all your flesh and bones, and revelation knowledge as you partake of the word. And we believe that your faith is growing exceedingly in Jesus' name. Amen. Come visit us at 160 West 129th Street in Harlem, New York. We'd love to see your face in the place. But for now, enjoy today's message. John chapter 6. This is our foundation scripture for uh, a series of lessons, lessons that we were doing on believing on him whom he hath sent. In John chapter 6, verse 28, Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. Hallelujah. Now, we've said to you uh, that uh, initially Jesus was the one that the Father had sent, and we were to believe on him. But when he went away, he said, from this day forward, you'll ask nothing of me. But whatever you ask, you ask the Father in my name, and he will give it you. And he said, I'm sending another comforter. I'm sending a comforter. I'm sending the Holy Spirit who will be just like me. He will not only comfort you, but he'll be with you and he'll be in you. Now, this Holy Spirit, this comforter that I will send, he will guide you into all truth. Was he going to drive, guide you into all truth? He's not going to guide you into all facts. He's going to guide you into all truth. So you are to be led into truth by the Holy Spirit. If any spirit is guiding you anywhere other than into truth, it is not the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Folks say, how, am I, how do I know if that's God or not? Well, if he leads you in line with the word, it's God. If he doesn't lead you in line with the word, it's not God. I don't care how good it sounds. Hallelujah. Because he's going to guide you, lead you into all truth. Now, I had a situation. Uh, the Lord brought it to me. Uh, uh, as a matter of fact, it was about 6 o'clock this morning. Uh, back when the Lord had me in my house studying and praying and reading and doing all the stuff I was doing because he wouldn't let me go to Bible school. He said he was going to teach me right there in the house where I, where I was. He's going to teach me right where I was. And he did. And it took years. And on numerous occasions, I threw my Bible against the wall and said, forget this. I don't want to hear about this Jesus stuff no more. 
I don't want to hear about no Bible no more. I've had a belly full of this. I'm tired of being in this house by myself. I'm tired of being in here. I ain't doing nothing. I ain't having no fun. You know what? I'm tired of this. I mean, this had gone on for years. And uh, I mean, I literally had a belly full of it. And uh, at this particular time, well, it happened several times. I'd throw my Bible across the room and I'd watch television for a week or so and wind up right back in the body. I mean, all the television I could watch trying to drown it out and it just wouldn't go away. So anyway, this particular time, I'd been up all night uh, tussling with this thing and I came downstairs uh, to my kitchen and uh, this is not when I threw the bacon. This is another time. <laughs> threw my bacon up against the window. Could have broke the window. Dropped my bacon on the floor. Oh, no, but bacon, but bacon. I washed that boy off. You know, put, that, put it under the hood, under the, under the faucet. You know, wash that baby off, too. My bacon. Anyway, so anyway, uh, this particular time, I went and sat down, sat down in front of the TV, and I'm all upset and crying and carrying on just... Tears just a flying, you know. What are you no more? God, you ain't fair. Why you treat me like this? Why you won't do me like this? It just ain't fair. I don't believe this. Is not, this ain't right, God. You know, I mean, I was just carried on, okay? So uh, I turned the TV on, and here come Richard Richard Roberts. I think he'd say something like his father always said, something good is going to happen to you. I said, shut up. I turned the thing. I don't want to hear that. I turned the thing off. So anyway, I, I flipped through the channels and wound up right back there, and I'm wiping my eyes, trying to see, you know, I'm just a crying, and you can't see, you're going like this, you wipe your eyes trying to see. But anyway, Richard Roberts, he had just done a done a crusade at Madison Square Garden, and, and all these people he was talking about, all these people that got healed and got delivered and got saved and this and that and the other thing, and the Spirit of God spoke to me. He spoke to me just as clearly. He said, the degree of suffering that you're willing to endure is directly proportionate to the degree of success in ministry. And I stopped crying. What you say? What'd that mean? You know, so, and now all of these years, and that's been, well, that's, that's been a whole bunch of years now. Whole bunch of years. I heard it. I accepted it, but I never had truth for it because I just didn't follow up on it. Well, I was looking for something in the scripture six o'clock this morning, and the Lord gave me the scripture for that. I said, it take you 14 years to give me a scripture. <laughs> Don't take him 14 years. It took me 14 years. Okay? So now, I want you to look at this real quickly, and I'm doing this deliberately. This is not really in my message, but it's a part of it because it speaks to it. Romans chapter 8. You and John, just go forward, Acts, Romans. Romans chapter 8. Verse 18. That's what I ran across this morning. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with, with the glory which shall be revealed in us. I said, now, Lord, you something. After all these years, 
He gave me a confirming word for what he said to me. Now, I never asked him for one. Maybe that's why he didn't give me one. I never asked him for a confirming word for it. I heard it and I just believed it. But, you know, it's not something that affects me immediately. And that's what we do. If it doesn't affect us immediately, we just push it aside. Amen. All right. Having said that, let's go on. Turn to Acts, the first chapter in the eighth verse. Acts chapter one. Verse eight. Now, remember. Believe on him whom he hath sent. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. But notice the first part of that scripture. But you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, most of us in here, if not all, are filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? All right. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Okay. I receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon me. Now what? Now what? I got the power. I got the power. Yes, you do, because he said you did, and that's the truth. But what are you doing with it? Is it making a difference? Is it changing anything? That's what I said, why I said to you what I said about people saying, I'm blessed. Yes, the truth is, God said, I'll bless you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. But where is the manifestation? If you have power, show me. See, I got power. No, you don't. You're just talking. Show me some power. Show me some power. All right? Stay with me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. Very familiar scripture. But I want to I do a snapshot today. I want to show you something. You receive power? Yes. Because the word says I receive power. Where's the manifestation? I'm blessed. Yes, it's the truth because the word says you're blessed. Where is the manifestation? By his stripes I'm healed. Yes, that's the truth. But where is the manifestation? All right. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10. Verse 8. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in, in thy heart. That is, 
the word of faith which we preach. What? The word is near you. How near? In your mouth. Glory to God. Hallelujah. The word is near you. Even in your mouth. It's not enough to have the truth. The truth has to be lived out. The truth has to be acted upon in order to bear fruit. I believe I have power. I believe I'm blessed. I believe I'm healed. I believe that God is an awesome God. You do prove it. Make it real so that somebody who doesn't believe can see and say, oh, yeah, I know why you believe. See, that's the difference in just talking Jesus and living Jesus. Most of us just talk Jesus with no manifestation. Glory to God. Now, 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 notice this. But what saith it? Verse 8 again. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. The word of faith which we preach. The word of faith which we preach. What is the word that's in my mouth? The word of faith which we preach. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. God created everything with the words of his mouth. Everything he created with the words of his mouth. I said everything he created with the words of his mouth. What was that song? He Oh, he bent down and he got some clay and he, he formed the man. No, he didn't. He just spoke it into existence. The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith, which we preach. So the word of faith that you preach out of your mouth will make reality out of the things that you say you believe. You have the same creative ab ability locked up in you. The same creative ability. He gave it to you. Why would he say, I'm going away. You go and make disciples of the whole world. All power is given to me. Now I'm going away. Because he transferred that power to us. But we have to exercise that power. Exercise that ability. Exercise that anointing. Exercise that faith that's on the inside of us. And we release it with the words of our mouths. And our actions backing up the words of our mouths. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Most of us, let me say something. I told y'all I just won't prod you a little bit today. 
Most of us, and I used to be there, most of us, we don't really believe what we say about God. We don't really believe it. We just say it. Because he said, if you're doing these things, you're entitled to this. And we don't have this. And we keep doing these things. How come we don't have this if we're doing these things? I'll tell you why we don't have this while we're doing these things is because we try to do it secretly. In other words, I'm going to try this. If it works, then I'll testify. <laughs> but if it don't work, nobody will be any the wiser. God doesn't operate like that. God wants you to stand up and boldly confess what you believe. Even though you don't see anything. He wants you to stand up and say it. In front of everybody. And stop worrying about being embarrassed. Folk embarrassed. See, they, they, they embarrassed that if I say thus and so, it may not come to pass. And then it'll look bad on me. It'll hurt my credibility. It ain't hurt my credibility. I hear him say it. I say it to you. And when it come in the past, that's his business. You sure gonna look bad, God, if that don't happen. Amen. I'm merely saying what you said. And that's the way he operates. See, because faith is operating when you cannot see anything. Faith is believing and stepping out on what you cannot see. Faith is operating when nothing is lining up. I stand here and say flat-footed to you. I don't care how many of you get mad at me. It don't matter to me. Because, hey, I want you to come along with me. But, hey, you don't come, you can be mad. I'm going anyhow. Uh, I'll stand right here and tell you. I, I got a word the other day from the Lord. Well, I got a word a long time ago, but I got a new word from the Lord. And, and, and the, the word I got a long time ago was I was believing him for, I said, Lord, if you just give me four bedrooms, a four-bedroom house, you know, that would be sufficient. And he said, no, a mansion. I said, a mansion? What what I do? Cha-ching, cha-ching. You know what it costs to, to, to pay the electric and the, and the, 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 the you know, the, the gas bill and the cha-ching and the, and the taxes. And you got to have somebody come to do the lawn and, and the shrubs and all that kind of stuff. That's what we do. We start to reason it out. But he said a mansion. Now, <laughs> the other day, I got a, a new word from the Lord. He said, you're in that five-bedroom house now because that was the desire of your heart. And I gave you that on the way to the mansion. Glory to God. Hallelujah. See, see, if I had not, see, that came out of my heart. That's what I wanted. A lot of times we hinder what God wants to do because of the desires of our hearts. He got to take care of that first. <laughs> Glory to God. So I said all that to say, I'm going to a mansion. I'm going to tell you right here, standing flat-footed in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to a mansion. 
in the name of Jesus, because that's the will of the Lord. That was not my will. That was his will. And I get in line with his will, whatever he wants. Amen. Hallelujah. And a whole bunch of folk gonna get mad at you, but that's all right. Hundredfold blessing, bring hundredfold persecution. Bring on the persecution. I'm going to kick back. Bless God. I'm going to lay back in the cabana. I'm going to have my feet in the in the, in the the pool. I'm going to get in the jacuzzi. I'm going to do all that stuff. While you bad mouthing me, it don't make me a bit of difference. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And see, this is, I don't see. Now listen, listen, listen. I couldn't buy. Mansion, I could what? I couldn't buy no mansion. I couldn't even buy another house like the one I got now. That's the fact. That's only the fact. Don't be hindered by the fact. Don't be hindered by the fact. See, the truth is what God says. See, His word, whether it is written or spoken, is the truth. And when you believe that word and start acting and stand up and boldly proclaim his word, even though you oh, and somebody somebody will ask you every Sunday, you get it yet? You get it yet? I ain't see it yet. You get it yet? Don't bother me. I just tell them, keep living. Keep living. You'll see it. Keep living. You'll see it. Unless you check out, you will see it. Amen. Hallelujah. That's the difference. See, see, I just wanted to give you a little, a little bird's eye view of the difference of proclaiming. You cannot keep it a secret. He said, confess with your mouth. Confess with your mouth. Say it to your family. Say it to them. Even though they're they going to oh, 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 you crazy. Oh Lord, they did it to me. They did it to me. They said, the boy crazy. He done lost his mind. He done lost his mind. He over there in that house preaching to chairs. He done lost his mind. Lost his mind over the Bible. I remember my mother said, Adrian. She said, go on over there, humor. Adrian, my first parishioner, she sat there on the couch and I preached to her just like I'm preaching to you. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. <laughs> Hallelujah. They thought I was crazy then, but I, they kind of reassessing now. Maybe he got something. I see something happening. <laughs> yeah. So you got to take that same attitude. That same attitude. You have to take it into your confession about what God has said to you. Now you don't you don't uh, you don't cast your pearls before swine. I said tell your family. There's some family members you don't need to tell them nothing. Amen. Everybody got black sheep, you know. Some families are overrun with black sheep. So, yeah, I mean, certain ones you can say something to, you know, and other ones, you know, that's, that's all right. Leave Uncle Bubba alone here. You know, let him go ahead on by the way, you know. 
and leave him alone. But but otherwise, you need to confess it, especially in a place like this, with others who understand what's going on. You see, you just confess it. They look at you like you got three heads, but that's all right. You understand faith, and they don't. Amen. That's not going to stop it from coming to pass because they don't understand it. Only thing that's going to stop it from coming to pass is you don't believe it. You don't act on it. You don't confess it. You don't stand up flat footed and say it in the face of all opposition. This is what's going to happen. I'm telling you, I'm moving into a mansion. Now you watch it come to pass. Hallelujah. So they're going to drop the price faster. They might have to. I don't care how they do it as long as it get done. Amen. Long as it come into manifestation. That's the bottom line. <clears throat> okay. Now, look at, uh, look at, uh, uh, where we at, Romans? All right, look at, uh, look at the fourth chapter. Back up to the fourth chapter. Hallelujah. Romans chapter four. Verse 17. As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. What did he say? Who quickeneth the dead or makes that which is dead alive and calls those things that be not as though they were. Work. How does God operate? He calls those things that be not as though they were. When God said light be, it was dark. Think about it. When God said light be, it was dark. He called those things that be not as though they were. He said, light be, and light was. Some of us would say, it sure is dark out here. Think about it. That's what we say. Yeah, yeah, think about it. It's dark. It sure is dark. I don't have enough money. It costs too much. I can't, I can't handle that. That's not the way God operated. He said, like me. He could just easily have said, money be. We have that option. It's up to you. All right, here we go. Here we go. Verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to what? To that which was spoken. It has to be spoken. We are not speaking. We are not speaking. We are not speaking what we want. Most of us are speaking what we have. You don't need to talk about what you got. Everybody can see what you got. Speak what you want. Whew. 
according to that which was spoken, watch this now, so shall thy, what? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So shall thy seed be. So in other words, what is God saying? You got to not only talk it, you got to sow a seed for it. Because as long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and harvest. You got to sow a seed. You don't just ask me for something. Glory to God. Come, bring me something. What you want? What you got? Whatever you speak, you've got to sow a seed so that God can give you a harvest. No seed, no harvest. I don't care how many times you ask, how much you cry. Because his word is out. As long as the earth remains, there's going to be seed time and there's going to be harvest. No seed, no harvest. Moving right along. Verse 19, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. When he was about 100 years old. Now, if this brother is 100 years old, y'all ought to be ashamed of yourself. Not only did he not consider his own body, now dead, after 100 years, but he didn't even consider the deadness of his wife's womb. She had never bore a child. And she's old too. But he didn't consider that either. So, so that now that's a word for those of you with mates. You know, with, with, with mates that don't want to believe nothing. I don't consider my own lack. And I'm sure ain't going to consider my mate's lack. Or lack of believing. I've heard people say, you know, well, I understand that, you know, we're one. And uh, if we can't get into agreement, won't it hinder me? And I let them know, yes, to a degree. But whatever they you was getting with them to agree on, get you another agreement. Go with somebody else. Yeah, everybody said, hmm, hmm, yeah. <laughs> Find you somebody who you can agree with. Listen, I, I let God know a long time ago I had to get saved by myself. Can't hinder me. Uh-uh. I'll go in the other room and you and me going to talk. That's right. We'll talk. They want to act the jack. They're going to act the jack by themselves. I'm going on. And I will receive the blessings that are supposed to be mine. Don't let anybody hinder you. Don't let anybody stop you from your blessings. Amen. I'm telling you, don't allow it. There are folk, I mean, there are, there are some well-intentioned folk. 
They have all the best intentions of the world. They love you, but they just don't know any better. And if you let them, they'll drag you down with them. I don't let them. I don't let them. Whatever position he wants me to be in, I'm going to be in that position. Mama may have. Papa may have. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm telling you, you got to remember. You got to remember. Now, now, now. All right. Let's go on. Let's go on with this. Verse 20. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Now, notice being weak in faith, you consider anything other than the word that was spoken. Did you hear that? Being weak in faith, you consider anything but the word that was spoken. That's why I said to you, it makes no difference what they cost, what I have, what I don't have. He said a mansion, that's where I'm going. That's what I believe. I'm not considering income. I'm not considering taxes. I'm not considering costs. I'm not even considering who, who might be in there because I know that the word declares that the, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord and he can turn their heart any way he wants to. Amen. He turned their heart. I mean, they could hate, they could cuss you the whole time they sign in the papers. Because they, they, you know, they sign and God is twisted. I don't know why I'm doing it. I hate your guts. I wouldn't, I hate the church. I hate God. Here, take it. Thank you very much. Step off. That's right. Because he can turn their heart any way he wants to. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So, and then notice, then notice, then notice. Ha, 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 ha. again. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Giving glory to God. Now, now we do that in praise and worship sometimes, but it don't, you don't have to do all that. I mean, I do it in my bed sometimes. I'm laying there quietly and I'll say, glory to God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your holy name. You are worthy, oh God. Thank you, Father. You are the most high God. You are the possessor of heaven and earth. You are the mighty deliverer. You are my Lord, my Savior, my Redeemer, my high priest. You are my Alpha, my Omega, my beginning, my end, my first, my last. You are the author and finisher of my faith. You are the one who gave me the blood. You are the one who provided his name. You and you alone are the only one found worthy in all of heaven. And I worship you. And Father, you are El Shaddai. You are Jehovah Jireh. You are my provider. You are the only true and living God, and I worship you. And oh, you Holy Spirit, you are my teacher, my guide, my leader, my helper, my standby, my comforter, my paraclete. You are the one called alongside, together with me, against whatever comes up. You are the greater one on the inside of me, and I worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, you are the way to praise and worship. Glory to God. You can do it in your car. In your, watch that car stuff because you might have to pull over, you know. <laughs> but notice, but notice. Strong in faith gives glory to God. Strong in faith gives glory to God. Weak in faith 
considers other things. Let me say that again. Strong in faith gives glory to God. Weak in faith considers other things. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. Now watch this. Verse 21. And being fully persuaded. And being fully persuaded. That what he, he God, had promised, he, he God, was able also to perform. Hallelujah. 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 Now this is what I was talking about with having a consciousness of who God is. Like I said, you know, when, when you say, God is an awesome God. Do you mean that? Is that true to you? Is that a truth that you embrace? If that is a truth that you embrace, there ought to be some manifestation of you believing that God is an awesome God. You ought to be able to go and do some things you didn't do before. You ought to be able to get involved in some stuff you thought you wasn't capable of. You ought to be able to go and buy some stuff that people say you can't afford. I didn't say, notice I didn't say you ought to be able to go charge some stuff people said you can't afford. I said you ought to be able to go and buy some stuff that folks said you couldn't afford. If he is an awesome God, how's faith work? You got to stand up and say it flat footed. You got to stand up and confess it before people. You got to say it right in front of my God is an awesome God and he's going to take me out of where I am. But I like my place. There's better. I like my place too, but God said a mansion. I'm quite comfortable in my place, but God said a mansion. Hallelujah. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you have. You can do better. Amen. And when you're doing better, you're doing better for the kingdom because you are an ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. You are representing Christ when you walk around. I said you are representing Christ. You ought to go look for the best. You ought to go with priority first class. My God shall supply all your need according to his first class. He said riches and glory. I'm sure his riches and glory is first class. So that's what, that ought to be your confession. But you got to believe it. You can't just go around saying stuff. You got to believe it. You got to believe it. Now last year when the Lord said, you say you're blessed. And I started saying it. I was blessed. Because the word declared that I was blessed. But see, the words of my mouth, it was necessary to say. It was necessary to confess. It was necessary. So if I believed it in my heart, remember what it says? Believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. So shall thy seed be. Did you get that? 
so shall thy seed be. What you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. Now, apply that to God. God is an awesome God. You just sing it. You don't believe that? You don't believe that? I mean, if, there was, if you really believe that, there would be some dynamic changes in your life. Dynamic. I said dynamic changes. There would be changes that others would see. Amen. They would see it. In Deuteronomy 28, where it talks about the blessings of the Lord, he says and that the world would see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they would be afraid of you. How, the, how is the world going to see spiritual things? Folk talking about spiritual blessings. God ain't talking about no spiritual blessings. He's talking about natural blessings. Right here in the nasty now and now. Amen. He's talking about right here where they're trying to rob you blind. He's talking about right here where they charge more taxes than you make income. Amen. See, you don't realize that, but that's exactly what's happening. Because the way they spread it out, you don't see it. They tax everything. So see, you're doing it a little bit at the time, so you don't see it. They do that deliberately. Because otherwise, these folks might rise up. Amen. They ought to rise up, you know, with what's going on, and they steady steal it. But anyway, hallelujah. So I, I want you, to, I want you to, to see this now. You've got to have a God consciousness of who God really is. Who God really is. He's the possessor of heaven and earth. He's the creator of all things. He is the most high God. He, I mean, he's the one who parted the Red Sea. He's the one who, you know, who, who made Pharaoh to bow his knee. He's the one who can, I mean, turn water into wine. You're talking about, you're talking about God here. When you realize who God is and that he's on your side, then the scripture will mean something to you. If God be for me, who can be against me? It'll mean something to you then because you know that, wait a minute, I can't lose. God is on my side. Even when it looks like I lose, that's only temporary. God is working something out. Maybe he wants to bless this fool that's trying to take from me what he wants me to have. Maybe that's another preacher that just don't know he's called yet. God's working out stuff. Like I said to you, when God, you, you're waiting for a blessing from God and, and it seems like it's taking so long, God is getting other people in place so that blessing can flow to more than just you. There's a bigger picture at work here. We got to see the bigger picture. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So we need a consciousness of who God is. Now, hallelujah. Turn to... Uh, that Ephesians, the first chapter, please.
All right, hurry now, because I, I got to get to I got to get to the other point. All right. In, in Ephesians chapter one, the third verse says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath, old English for has, a past tense word, has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. He has already done it. He's already done it. He's not going to do it. He has done it. He's sitting back waiting for us to take over what has been provided for us. He's waiting for us to take our blessings. Now, it's the confession of our mouth that we believe in our heart. We got that part? We got that part down, right? It's the confessions of our mouth that we believe in our heart. But what we believe in our heart has to be the truth that was spoken. The truth that was spoken is I'm, I'm doing these things. I'm entitled to this. You're entitled to be blessed because you're in the family. It's not every other one or just some. It's everybody in the family. Everyone in the family is blessed. Not going to be, is blessed. How come only some in the family are enjoying the blessings? Because the rest of the family didn't stand up and do what it takes to receive the blessed state that they're supposed to be walking in. It's not God's fault. It's our fault. We got to be willing to be embarrassed. We got to be willing to turn down the plate. We got to be willing to give up the job. We got to be willing to say, no, God comes first. Remember, seek ye first the kingdom, the kingdom principle. Everything else takes a backseat to God. Everything takes a backseat to God. Everything. Why? Because I know who he is. If I know who he is, everything else has to take a backseat to him. So, man, you're talking absolutely crazy. I lose my job. I lose my home. I lose my bank account. I lose everything if I listen to you. That's your choice. That's your choice. But I'm telling you, to be in the blessed state, that's what it takes. You got to turn down everything. You got to turn down everything but him. Say, Lord, I want you and all that you have for me. I believe you, not man. You are my source, not man. If you tell me to leave tomorrow, I'll leave tomorrow. Amen. You tell me to walk away, I'll walk away. If you tell me to give it all, I'll give it all. Hallelujah. See, when you know who he is, then you can put your trust in him. Because I know who you are. Just like the prophet, every the, 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 the land was dried up. Now he's the one who spoke it out of his mouth. There'll be no rain. And it stopped raining. And the brook dried up later on. I mean, everything dried up. There was no crops, no food. But because he was trusting in the one who created all things, 
He said, Lord, what do I do? And the Lord said, go to the brook Cherub. I've commanded some ravens to feed you there. And you can drink from the brook. Then after a while, the brook dried up. He said, Lord, what must I do? Who is he looking to? He's looking to the Lord. He said, Lord, what do I do now? He said, go over to Zarephath. I've commanded a widow woman over there to sustain you. When he got to Zarephath, there's the woman picking up sticks so she can make her last meal to die. And he said, woman, make me a cake first. Make me a cake first. Notice the blessing line. Notice the blessing line. God ordered that woman to sustain the prophet. She had nothing, but as soon as she made the cake for the prophet, she had plenty because God's word was out that she was going to support him. She's ready to die. She's ready to die. All's lost. All's over. It's all finished. It's all done. He said, no. Go make me a cake first. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get her into the sowing and reaping. Trying to get her into the sowing and reaping. He's trying to get her into, before it was written, the Philippians 4.19. He's trying to get her into that, you see. You take care of me, and uh, God is obligated to uh, take care of you. Even if you down, ooh, ooh, even if you down to your last. Even if you down to your last. If you know who God is, say, I take this, and I sow it as a seed. I sow this as a seed. I'm going to support him. What you going to do? He's got to support her. Hallelujah. All right. Turn to, in my remaining few minutes, turn to Acts, please. Acts, the fourth chapter. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, this is good preaching today. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, you know I believe, I, I, hey, like Dr. Hilliard says, I'll shout all by myself. You don't have to shout. I know this is preaching good. Amen. All right. Now watch this. Watch this. In Acts, the fourth chapter. Oh, glory to God. Now watch this now. In the fourth chapter and 29th verse. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all what? Boldness. They, they your servants, may speak your word. What? What? The word is nigh thee, even in your mouth and in your heart, the word of faith which we preach. Grant us the boldness to speak your word. What was his word to me? No, a mansion. That was his word to me. And I have to be bold enough to say it, even if I'm going to get ridiculed for it. Even if I'm going to be talked about and persecuted for it. And that ain't nothing. Wait till you move in. You ain't seen no persecution. <laughs> but notice. 
they prayed and asked for the boldness to speak his word. Because, see, it's not automatic. Again, where I began, people just say stuff. You have to have the boldness to speak what you really believe in your heart out of your mouth. And see, it only gets in your heart by hearing it and hearing it and hearing it and hearing it. And then go back. Remember Dr. Hilliard's criteria for any truth. Number one, you need the revelation. Number two, you need a role model. Number three, you need a regimen of faith. Number four, you need a righteous reason. And number five, you need the endurance to hold on until it comes through. Hallelujah. So now, this is a good starting point for everyone in here. You pray for boldness to speak his word, whether he speaks it to you in your heart or whether you find it in his word. You pray for the boldness to speak his word in your life. And I guarantee you that you'll start to see some changes. You'll start to see some differences. See, because it's not enough just for me to be blessed. My assignment is to bring that lesson to you and see me as one of those role models living out the blessing that you can have. See, because if nobody, I mean, if you don't have anybody to see, that's the order of God that there'd be somebody that you can see who's doing it already. Remember Elisha? He had to walk with Elijah so he could see this thing worked out, man. He needed a role model. He needed to see that thing. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let me tell you something. God created his world with his words. And you create your world with your words. Thank you for listening to today's Living by Faith podcast. We trust you received something out of today's message. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at New FMCF. Friend us on Facebook at Faith Mission Christian Fellowship International. And always remember, be not afraid, only believe. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Jesus is Lord and he is coming soon.